0: Hey, just a warning. While Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to The Fullest House, the only Fuller House recap podcast. I hope. I hope no one else is dumb enough to be doing this. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. We just finished watching the first episode of Netflix's Fuller House, and guys, what a time.
1: What a time to be alive. What a joy coming back to this
0: after so many years of watching this show. Yeah, we should make it clear, we have seen not all of it, but most of it. We have 12 episodes left of the final season to get through.
1: Yeah, we it came out as we were planning this, and now we've decided to uh, all come together and uh, look at the show from the beginning and reflect on what we've accomplished.
2: Reflect on, yeah, the real journey of it, you know, reflecting on the journey and the friends we made along the way. Right. And
0: we should say, we love this show with all our hearts. We have had so many hours of enjoyment from Fuller House. It's brought us closer together. It's so much fun to watch. That being said, we probably will not be entirely kind to Fuller House.
3: <laughs>
2: no. Yeah, I was gonna say you were being entirely too positive in that. <laughs> I, I was I was like,
1: we're just getting ready to tear it to shreds.
0: I just I, I figured we shouldn't be completely mean right away.
1: No, no, yeah, I think no, I think we are legitimate fans of Fuller House. Yeah.
0: Yeah, We We do watch it
1: ironically, but we are legitimate
0: fans. There are some characters that we do legitimately love. We get happy when they're on screen. It's wonderful.
1: So that being said, uh, there was a lot I forgot about this first episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. What happens in this episode? Does anyone want to give a brief recap or start a brief recap? Uh,
1: Sure. Yeah, so we have uh, DJ, I think temporarily living in the tanner household because she's recently widowed uh dead husband uh the greatest of motivators in any in
0: any fiction yes dj's husband is dead much like how danny's wife was dead in the original full house you guys oh, remember yeah, full I, house
1: yeah the lesser known prequel show
0: yeah prequel
1: yeah right of course
2: he just has a second wife now that just shows up with no
0: explanation yeah i mean i assume they got married at some point i assume that's the explanation but it is it is weird to have her just there and all the other characters are people we know that's right yeah
2: it's definitely a weird like whiplash this it feels like this entire show is just kind of like hey remember our uh spin-off series our prequel series (laughs) which is really a weird way to start off an episode (laughs) <laughs> so it's a free way to start off a series is like by introducing it in relation to uh um, your prequel series but i mean go off i guess mm-hmm.
0: and i mean we should say so it begins they're all gathered at the tanner house um danny jesse becky and joey are all moving for various reasons danny's going to sell the house dj and her kids are living with him and so it really the beginning it's a reunion mm-hmm. for all these characters from Full house yeah say for one
3: except one
1: right yeah we almost didn't notice it until they (laughs) stared into our souls for like 15 seconds how how long was it mark it started at like i I
0: timed it i timed it 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 is 15 seconds they stopped the (laughs) episode they stopped the episode for 15 seconds to stare dead in the camera (laughs) to acknowledge that the olsen twins are not a part of this production
2: actually mark i happen to have the imdb uh trivia section up for the first episode of Four house
0: okay oh, just yes go on
2: live taping the cast breaking of the fourth wall to acknowledge michelle's absence went for longer than it was shown on tv they were doing no. this for longer than 15 seconds no yeah oh they yeah, were just they, staring they did at the that and then the entire cast was ad-libbing as well showing jokes about uh, michelle amongst themselves the one that's mentioned here in the trivia section is Uncle Jesse receiving a phone call as he does in the episode and then him coming back into there into the main room like 3 seconds later being like, "Hey, it's the Twins' Lawyers." It's a, just a fun little tidbit. It's the Twins' Lawyers. <sighs> I'm very glad that like before we started watching the episode, I was like, "Oh, I want to see if there's any fun like trivia tidbits on IMDb." And that was the first one I saw. Oh my god. And I was immediately like, "This is going to go in the podcast."
0: That's wonderful. Beautiful. So anyway they all stare into the camera for I mean I guess it's longer than 15 seconds so I assume half an hour <laughs> and then go on with the episode as if that didn't happen.
2: Yeah it's it's a very weird moment and it goes on for far too long. I understand why they cut it as much as they
0: did mm-hmm. but they should have gone more. It's mm-hmm. it's it's odd recapping this episode because now that i look back on it not much happens which pilots can be right. rough pilots are about introducing your characters in your world but like it's a lot of like okay so the next big thing that happens is stephanie shows up
1: mm-hmm. yeah and she has a british accent because she was living in england
0: who's living in england being a dj Going by the name DJ Tanner, whoa, which was the
1: true conflict of this episode. DJ and Stephanie butt heads over their shared DJ name. Stephanie,
0: so inconsiderate. Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, it's not mm. DJ's DJ name. It's just DJ's name.
2: <laughs> that is a fair point. <laughs> right, it is Stephanie's
0: yeah, right. DJ yes. name, which is a that's true bad DJ name. Just DJ
1: it is, Tanner. It is a bad DJ name. You couldn't think of anything better in all of your years as a DJ, Stephanie, living in England. Nothing based on like your American identity, or a running joke from your past, or a DJ. How rude! Your, like I don't know your fucking horoscope <laughs> or something. Just <laughs> how rude? Yes, yeah, yeah. Zach. DJ. How, how
2: rude! rude. <laughs> Exclamation
0: DJ. Point. How rude!
1: Yeah. See, we just fixed it. There, problem solved. So so our, our, our editor slash producer, Tyler, just texted us by that logic. Shaq's DJ name is DJ O'Neil. Yes. Yes, Wait, that is, me? that is in Wait, fact, his DJ name.
2: Hold on. I did not get a text from Tyler.
0: What the hell, man? He's up just, to you. Yeah, give it a minute. Was it? Oh, I didn't get the notification. Zach, you got to learn to put your anger away and trust people. That's what Fuller House is all about. It's about community. I will not be doing that.
2: No, Tyler, I'm mad at you.
0: <laughs> Between this and our test episode, it seems that Zach gets very mad at Tyler every episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. there's just a lot of internal conflict going on here at the Fullest House podcast. That's right. Uh, we did record a test episode a while back, as Mark stated, which... Got into a heated... We all started bullying each other by the end, I think is really the main point.
0: This is... Uh, this is. It's a dysfunctional environment and we shouldn't be doing this. Anyway... Just like Fuller House. So, Stephanie has a fake accent because she's been in merry old England.
1: And then they drop this, like, a few minutes later. Like, she corrects her accent.
0: Yeah, but do you remember why? Because of... Because of, of Kimmy Gibbler's feet. Timmy Gibbs
1: yeah. feet shocks her out of it. Which that that's wonderful.
0: And by the way, this is all the opening scene, and we've been talking about this for like ten minutes.
1: Oh my god, you're right. Jesus Christ. Um so what else happens in this episode? So we Uh
0: so then they they have a party.
1: Yeah, they have a party. Where they mostly just do a bunch of references to that other prequel series that that legitimate prequel series full house yeah
2: you know it's really kind of a weak point that they expect you to have watched uh, the spin-off prequel series before the main series
0: i don't know i feel like that's kind of a weak
1: point well i think it's all foreshadowing you know it's setting up future elements
0: but like everybody's there jesse and the rippers are there hey guys you remember full house
1: yeah hey do you remember it
0: you remember full house
1: i do remember i it.
2: just got the text from tyler by the way see you gotta wait zach open up your heart to others <laughs> no i don't think i will
1: i don't think i'll do that so we have a lot of characters uh coming in and we also meet our new characters uh right. in particular uh fernando matt We we'll meet maps immediately but uh jackson and uh ramona uh and they and i think as we watch this show, I think we've started to realize that Ramona is the only, like, functional character in the show.
2: Ramona,
0: the way the way I think we usually put it is Ramona is the only character who could be on a better show. That's right.
2: But after watching this episode again and just talking about this episode in particular, a lot of the elements that make Ramona good are yet to come, I think. At oh, this point, she's just kind of like a young Kimmy Gibbler.
0: I think a lot of the elements that make... various characters really work are yet to come but there are two characters that are totally on point from the beginning yes our sad sad boys and those are yes our sad sad boys fernando and good old full yeah good old full (laughs) house regular steve hale
1: yes they are wonderful in this episode I would like to
2: just put this out there for all the listeners out there. In this podcast, we stand, Fernando Hernandez Guerrero, Fernandez Guerrero. I might have gotten it the other way around. It might be Fernandez. I think it Fernandez. does end
0: with Guerrero.
2: It, no, it's Fernandez Guerrero, Fernandez Guerrero, or Fernandez Guerrero, Hernandez Guerrero. Oh, okay. it's one of the two.
1: So yes, we stand him. He is wonderful, and can we acknowledge he for said. a moment that uh, in this episode he admits to being a serial adulterer?
0: That is an important fact.
1: I forgot that he was set up as like a villainous character, yeah. that like he he was an asshole to Kimmy, and is and his, everyone just wants well, him gone because he was a terrible husband.
0: It's just it's, his sheer magnetism. It's that's true. You just you gotta love him. That's why all the women slept with him, even though he was married, because he just gotta love Fernando. That's right. You just got it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm
2: straight, but if I saw Fernando walk into, like, any kind of situation... Such a bad like, way flirting, to start a
0: sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the way you started the... Anyways, listen, as, long as I'm, I'm straight.
0: Saying, no, go as on. you know. As you want you to know. take it again?
1: <laughs>
2: I'm straight. <laughs> but... If I was ever in a situation where like Fernando was hitting on me, like I'd be honored. I would I would you know? be honored like as well. I'd go I'm straight, but I'd go for it, you know? Like there's always you know, there's that one guy that's like, you know, maybe you'd turn for, and I think Fernando is that for a majority of the male population.
0: Oh you gotta. hmm Um but yes, Fernando shows up to this party uninvited. Kimmy does not want to see him. And he and Kimmy have a bit of an argument where, you know, she's rightly mad at him for cheating on her. Um But in this exchange we learn not only that Fernando is a serial adulterer, but also, very importantly, that Kimmy Gibbler is a sex goddess. Yes,
1: yes. They even and it's not just implied, they mention the Kama Sutra by name. So they're at, they're acknowledging that Kimmy, like has practiced the art of lovemaking for many years, to the point of perfection. Kimmy
0: Gibbler, sex goddess. Fernando shouts to the party that the reason he is so hung up on Kimmy is because she's so very good at sex. <laughs>
2: I thought that's just a defining part of her character oh. at this point. I mean, we show, never revisit
0: least. it, but it's there. It's always oh, there. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's always there. And sometimes it's brought up, I guess,
1: in more subtle ways. But yeah, Kimmy Gibbler is just great at sex. Can we agree that Kimmy is the top in the relationship? That, you know, she runs that bedroom?
0: Yeah. It's very funny because in the original Full House, I forget the exact circumstances, but I think it's it's Danny or it's one of them has this like nightmare where they're all old and one of the element and i think all the kids have left or don't care about them anymore and one of the elements of the nightmare is that in the future kimmy will get super hot oh oh so that comes true it comes true Kimmy's very good at sex
2: in a way yeah
0: well that's debatable zach i don't know why you're not attracted to kimmy gimbler
2: oh I, i am but purely for just her sexual prowess this is this this episode has not gone the way i thought it was going to uh
0: we're getting another note from our editor tyler it is um quote more like kimmy gobbler (laughs) haha sex
2: i am very uncomfortable with the energy we created in this episode
0: today (laughs) you're right we should should we end it here should we end it at um 15 minutes we can't get back we can't get back i was just gonna say we can just move on
2: to talking about other characters but no, this mean, is the
0: podcast now
2: this, this is the is
0: podcast. podcast that's it yeah this
2: it's is it's the over. podcast the, now. yeah screw the fuller house stuff we're just gonna talk about how much we all want to have sex with kimmy gibler
0: of course now that you phrase it that way yes i do think we should move on <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> exactly so so mark what happens next what what would you like to talk about next? Our I
0: think I think next we should move on to to Steve, right? Because we mentioned yeah. Steve. Oh
1: right, yes, Steve.
0: Um, Good old Steve. Steve shows up uh, for the food, but also because he's still deeply in love with DJ.
1: Yes, it's so on on point this episode, just coming right out says, "Hey hey DJ, I know you're recently." What's the word? Widowed? Is, is that the word? Widowed. widowed? Widowed. Widowed. Okay, sorry. Recently widowed, but you know, if you want to fuck <laughs> Well, he doesn't he says it better than that, but like, you know, he he yeah, immediately he's... says his purpose and Races. then immediately expresses regret for not locking that down soon. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's straight to the point, but it's not quite as straight to the point as he would originally say. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's so. he he's a he takes
0: man. her he, like, gently puts his hand on her shoulder and says, Deej, I know things are rough, but I'm always here for you if you do want to fuck. I
2: would also like to point out he's also doing this while stealing food from her kitchen.
0: Yes. It's it's very good. She,
1: it seems like she willingly is just in, she's on that schedule. She knows to give him all the food. <laughs> like, he has that Tupperware stacked.
2: It's like a, I imagine it's like a regular thing. Steve just kind of shows up to ransack the kitchen.
1: Yes.
0: But really, it's just, like, like in a weird way, the performance is really great.
1: Oh, it's really good in this yeah. episode. Oh, he actually, yeah. like, really ex- he exudes confidence, and, like, he's that sad man who's divorced. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, in terms of, like, pure acting ability, Steve is one of the better actors on the show, if not the best. He,
0: he's, not, he's not over-delivering the lines. He's really delivering it in a very straightforward sincere way which really heightens all the comedy yeah but yeah it's and so that party is where we meet two of our favorite characters Stephen fernando and right. we also get um we're all we also get to meet uh the children
2: let's talk we about do the, children. Meet the children we've got uh you know what let's just start off with uh with jackson who's kind of a
0: kind of a bad boy yeah remember guys when they were trying to make Jackson cool. We've seen the series, and we are big fans of where they do eventually take Jackson's character, which is a very different place yeah, but in this episode, Jackson's a bit of a bad boy he's a bad boy
3: a a he bad makes boy. his
0: brother do his chores
1: and emotionally manipulates him and makes him believe he has a tiny <laughs> explosive in his yeah, head.
0: He like he tells his brother that he's gonna kill him. <laughs>
1: well when you put it that way (laughs) and then max is like bet do it kill me do it right now well ramona introduces herself as like the element of disorder she comes in and she disrupts the power dynamic
2: yeah she's basically just uh the young kimmy gibbler at this point in the show well
1: isn't that like who who is the Kimmy of this show? Like later on, is it like just Fernando and
0: I think it Jimmy is Fernando. Gibbler?
1: It is Fernando, right? I was gonna say
0: you mean other than Kimmy Gibbler herself. <laughs> it's we shouldn't we shouldn't get too bogged down on what will happen, right? Yeah, right. yeah. because we're 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 going on this journey, dear listener. We are going on this journey with you. We've oh, yeah. taken this journey before, but we're going there with you.
1: If you are just yeah. entering the show now, buckle in, buckle up,
0: <laughs> yeah. But things get crazy. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, they were trying to make Jackson cool. And he has has the nickname Action Jackson, which I think we refuse to call him, right?
2: Yeah, we refuse to call him Action Jackson for reasons that will be disclosed later.
0: Yeah, but Stephanie does call him Action Jackson, which does come up later in the show. But to focus things back in on what's happening, DJ gives... A very stirring speech about about how much she's going to miss everyone and how about she's OK with them leaving and it's OK. Really, she's OK. And DJ throughout this episode is very obviously concerned about the fact that everybody's leaving and she's going to have to do everything alone. And nobody really seems to care.
1: Yeah, it's weird. They just don't notice it. They're all just like, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, no one really seems to care until they overhear her talking on the baby monitor
2: at the end of the episode. And they're like, oh, wait, we're leaving DJ alone with all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, at the end of the episode, DJ is comforting her youngest, Tommy, who's still in a crib. And she's saying how much how concerned she's going to be. But the baby monitor is on. And it's only then, when she just outright says, I'm really scared about what's going to happen, that everybody's like, oh, maybe we should help, DJ. They're a bad family. (laughs) They're a bad family.
2: But yeah, going back to just kind of going over, if we want to just go over each character again, specifically, uh, we're also introduced to DJ's second son, Max, who is
1: just a young Danny Tanner at this point. Oh, yeah. Danny has definitely been grooming Max into the, the neat freak of the family. He's been brainwashing him. He, yeah. he has developed OCD because of Danny Tanner, and it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, they show them taking care of stains together, and it's supposed to be very cute, but we know what's going on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. We know.
0: We know the Behind truth. the scenes. It's very dark. Danny yeah. has spread his neuroses to this small boy this little cleaning child child, (laughs) and he's never going to be okay he's never going to be the same he's never going to have a satisfying adult relationship oh no he's never going to be able to survive on his own because danny tanner has groomed him then
1: again danny seems to be doing fine he has a wife that uh likes it when he talks clean to her
0: that is also true
1: and that's also
2: like the only thing she says throughout
1: the episode right yeah, that's one of the first, one of the only things she says. One of the only memorable things she says. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and there's also the other people where Max just wants a dog.
1: That's true. That's true. DJ says no. But yeah, relatable conflict. That's something children do a lot: whine that they don't have a dog.
0: Steve's dog Comet Junior Junior, which you know it's definitely his dog because he's trying to get in there with DJ. <laughs> is pregnant and max really wants one of the puppies but dj does not want max
3: to have one of the puppies
2: Hmm. even though max is a big boy now he knows curse words such as donald trump oh yeah the trump humor (laughs) god
1: that that's cringy
2: another thing going back to the imdb page uh that was not the original line by the way they changed it uh likely to avoid a fine i don't know why uh hold on i'm gonna say it so for all of you sensitive listeners uh you might want to cover your ears for a couple seconds uh ears covered i don't know why the word poop Oh, sorry, I said it out loud. Uh, uh. Anyway, forget I said that. But uh, I don't know why the word "poop" uh is supposed to give them a uh, fine. Wait, really? That was the word originally. That's poop? that was the original
0: line. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, poop industries, <laughs> the owners and copyright holders of poop. Oh, of course. Are very famously yes. litigious. God,
1: it's, it's it's such a shame. The feces corporation is is so much more lenient. Feces Incorporated. <laughs>
0: We are 12 That's uh, us laughing at all these These poop jokes We are 12 years old No we're
1: so adult we're watching Fuller House guys We're all
2: internally 12 years old
1: We're three 21 year old men watching Fuller House together
2: Three grown legal adults Watching Fuller House On Netflix What a time to be alive
1: Yes poop jokes not okay boob jokes are like the several that they make in this episode including about stephanie
2: the sex joke that they made like two minutes in
1: yes
0: yeah yeah we we counted that too two minutes in like aunt becky says something like oh i i i hate walking up but i'm sore and jesse goes from last night and she says no from walking up and down all these stairs but, like that is a sex joke, and it comes like two minutes into fuller, yeah, and then
1: they they really
0: love talking about stephanie's boobs they they have
1: they they make the joke about the outfit, and then she says, "I know i I look like lunch, but this dairy queen is closed to the baby, which I guess that's not a sex joke, but it is a boob joke, yeah, it's really weird how.
2: They're like, totally fine with all these sexual innuendos and sex jokes. And then they're like, oh, we
1: can't say poop. We'll get mm. a fine. We'll be fine. American censorship is so weird.
2: Well,
0: again, because it's not about standards and practices. It's about um, Feces Incorporated. That's right. Right. Our apologies to Feces Incorporated. We hope you don't sue us. Please don't yeah. sue us. Oh, yeah. Gosh, we, we, we have to stop saying <laughs> their name.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to. Uh, yeah. Feces oh, Incorporated is, trademark. We're never
0: going to get past the censors. um anyway i think i think the only other noteworthy thing other than the introduction to all these characters that happens at the party is um the rendition of the classic uncle jesse song yeah forever
1: which they said in a duet it's very nice it's a nice song Uh, And I love it whenever they play a song in this show because they do that classic thing where the cinematography completely changes to be as sappy as possible.
2: Not only the cinematography, the sound quality got noticeably better. And, like, I understand that it was a studio recording and all,
0: (laughs) but it's still jarring. It was definitely the same recording they used in 1992. It sounded exactly the same. Or maybe John Stamos is just super consistent or
1: john stamos is obsessed with looking sounding and acting much younger than him than he really is
0: yeah i mean like and fine but like there's a line where he's kind of fed up with his kids uh nikki and alex are in this episode and they're like too burn out it's it's they're they're not so bad
1: <laughs> they're they're, they're um, funny yeah
0: but Um, There are a couple of lines where Uncle Jesse is kind of grumpy with them. And I was like, wow, John Stamos, grumpy old man is working so much more for me than John Stamos trying to be young.
1: I agree. He was really good as a stern father who's sick of his dumbass sons trying to open a fish taco truck.
0: He needs to embrace it. He needs to be a grumpy old man. It's great.
2: I would love it if John Stamos just became like a grumpy old man stereotype, just getting typecast as <laughs> that, just forever. Forever? Wow, nice segue. But yeah, on. Are there any other characters we didn't go over yet? I guess there's Tommy, who's just. We mentioned Tommy. Baby. Tommy's a baby. I got another fun little yeah. tidbit here. Uh, mm-hmm. So according, so according to IMDb, uh, the actual babies who played Tommy, the twins uh they were very much scared by the loud cheering and applause of the live studio audience. oh is that why
1: they were the baby was so scared during the episode
2: oh no i was gonna say what they did instead uh wait i want to see if i can find the thing yeah uh so what they did instead is instead of having the babies go in for the live studio audience shots they used a doll as a stand-in oh and then they edited the baby oh in later which is wild oh like the baby was still there for filming when the audience wasn't around. And eventually it became comfortable with the cast and stuff mm. like that. Uh, and it says by the time the last episode of the season rolled around, the babies were happy to sit in John Stamos's lap and accept the bottle he brought as Aww. a peace offering. So there is a happy ending. But that still doesn't change the fact that a baby doll being used as a stand-in for Tommy
0: is wild. <sighs> it's wonderful. But it should be noted that Tommy looks miserable throughout oh, yeah. this entire oh, episode yeah. and it's it's hard to sit and go oh what a cute baby when that baby looks like he's in so much pain
2: yikes yeah that baby just does not mm, want to be yeah that.
0: there's yeah. there's a scene where uncle Joey brings out Mr. Woodchuck you remember full That's house Right,
1: full house remember the show That's full right. house it exists
0: Joey brings out Mr. Woodchuck to make to make the baby laugh. Ha ha ha. But the second he brings Mr. Woodchuck out, the baby uh, starts crying. Just bursts into tears. Which is
2: an understandable reaction after seeing Mr. Woodchuck.
0: It's very understandable. But the thing is, they don't like cut away or anything. They just kinda he ke- Uncle Joey keeps doing his shtick as the baby's crying. And I think there's a line where he's like, oh. <laughs> Like, like, as if, like, oh, the little guy's upset. It's like, Uncle Joey, why are you laughing at a crying baby? Uncle Joey That's is a horrible. sociopath.
2: God. Oh, Uncle Joey. Oh, Dave Coulier.
0: Dave Coulier. Canada's favorite son. Are you I,
1: sure I, about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we sure about that?
0: I mean, I'm guessing. That's true.
1: There, there's always fair. a chance that Canada, you know, has chosen a new favorite son. But originally, yes. Originally, yes. Welcome to Canada. Our main exports are Dave Coulier. <laughs> Our main
3: export is Dave Coulier. Look, they've been coasting on Dave Coulier for years. They just have
1: like a cargo ship full of Dave Couliers. <laughs> yeah,
2: what they're doing is they're uh, creating a machine that allows people to clone mm-hmm. themselves. But they're only using <laughs> it on Dave Coulier. So that Dave Coulier can be in many different places at the same time. because To so fulfill the man. Dave Coulier demand. The Dave Coulier prophecy.
0: This is the next YA series. <laughs> this is the next best-selling well, I'm in love with a Dave YA Coulier. post-apocalypse series. Yeah, it's it stars an unassuming teenage girl
3: who one day notices, oh, It's weird. Dave Coulier is everywhere. <laughs>
0: she unravels a massive government conspiracy about dave coulier oh i was thinking
2: complete opposite where it's just like a young teenage girl who falls in love with
0: dave coulier that's also a very good option
1: there's a love triangle and she has to decide between dave coulier Coulier and and another dave coulier and she has to decide if she wants to kill all the dave couliers and if that means she has to kill her her lovers
0: what were we talking about fuller house (laughs) that's
1: right right (laughs) We we were talking about Fuller House. Welcome to the
2: Fullest House <laughs> podcast where we get constantly sidetracked.
1: <laughs> so I, I believe we, we had an issue with how they resolve this whole situation, right? Because originally the parental figures all agree that they're going to stay in the house and help take care of the baby.
0: Should, should we say kind of how everything resolves first? Go for well, it. Yeah, well,
1: we're getting to that. Like they Originally they say that, but then all of the younger people whose lives haven't been decided yet like Stephanie and uh Timmy and whatever decide that they're going to stay and uh completely uproot Ramona's life to move into the to the uh to the Tanner household.
2: Yeah, that is just a major plot point that is just glossed over. It's just like a throwaway line.
0: To be fair, like You know, someone's always going to be sacrificing something. Danny and Becky were going to start a nationally syndicated talk show. Joey had a gig lined up. But we were kind of thinking about how all of the older family members say, you know, we'll all put that on hold, leave our lives behind to help you raise your kids. And then Stephanie and Kimmy say, no, we'll step up. You guys have done enough. But like, they're still relatively young and living their lives whereas
1: you know you know the the middle-aged people are like stable they they have they know what they're doing they
0: can can do this
2: but without that we don't really have a show
1: (laughs) that's true we don't we just have a remade version of fuller it's a real
2: passing of the torch moment even though at the end they decide to literally do a side-by-side comparison of a scene from the, the... the first episode And when I say side-by-side, I mean they literally zoom out, they do a split-screen effect, where they have the original scene from the original show on one side, and the same thing 30 years later on the other side, while all the new characters just stand there and watch... And it's really awkward.
1: Yeah, I think we had the complaint that uh, at first they they made it seem like it was just a Bizarro full full house because they had just the exact same cast members, just now older, doing the Flintstone song around the baby uh, crib. But then they do the proper passing of the torch after the adults leave, where it's just the uh, the new the new family, the Fuller family and Gibbler family around the crib.
0: Well, that's. And I'm sure we'll get into it more later on, but that's kind of my thing with this show. Like, I've watched a lot of Full House. I watched it a lot as a kid. I used to watch it before I went to school, and I've seen pretty much every episode, a lot of them more than once. And Fuller House is functionally the same show in that it's has the exact same premise and a lot of the same characters Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like bizarro full house it's like full house if you squint it a bit
1: (laughs) yeah there's all the characters still the same roles they even get a dog just to make it more like the original full house
0: but it's a very different show and it works in a very different way oh yeah which is very weird and like Normally, I wouldn't be one to say, hey, just do the exact same thing as you do. Don't do make something new. But it's just the show can be a a real confluence of really weird choices. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll get into this more later on. Yeah. But but watching that scene where they're all singing and forgetting that they later do it with the new cast. I just had this moment where I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, shouldn't this be? are new adults singing with our new children rather than just the same thing? Yeah, It just feels I off. Mean, I do remember hearing somewhere that, like,
2: they did try to make this pilot episode of Full House as kind of a means to make, like, the series finale of Full House that they never got to do, which is, like... Oh. Interesting. Maybe not the best way to do that, because, hmm. you know, you're trying to introduce all these new characters and create a new show. Yeah. You know, why hmm. put a lot of the focus on characters that... Aren't going to be around all the time after this episode. But I can
1: see how this works as like this could be made as like a one-time special, like a like a, a full house mm-hmm. reunion wrap-up of the show where we see where these characters have gone with their lives.
0: Yeah, because pilots and finales <laughs> work obviously very differently. You can't really have something that's wrapping everything up and then something that's also establishing something else entirely new. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I guess you can try, but it's it's something that would be really hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I guess this episode does put those pieces in place well enough. But we don't really, of the new characters of the new situation. But it doesn't feel like much of a story outside of that. And I think that's that thing about, is it a finale or is it a pilot is kind of the reason because a lot of the show is spent going hey remember all these things you liked from full house and then you have thing but then you also have to play catch up with oh and here are all these new characters and new things so the kids end up getting pushed completely to the side
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which again is weird for a show about a family yeah uh
1: i was disappointed by the lack of kids in this episode like they're there but just barely And I feel like we didn't see a lot of who they are as people, especially Ramona. Yeah. Yeah. We saw her dancing, which becomes a part of her character later on, but it's not treated as something very important. Oh,
2: wait, can we talk about how, uh, there's a scene at the party where, uh, first of all, Ramona's introduced and it's kind of revealed that she doesn't really know a lot of the people at the party. And then like two minutes later... There's a synchronized dance number among all the females in the cast that Ramona just kind of knows. It's like, oh, hey, Ramona, I know you don't really know all these people, but uh, I hope you remember all those dance moves that we practiced.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, Ramona's just a huge fan of the new kids on the block. That's true. I mean, who isn't? Especially growing up in the Gibbler household.
1: Mm -hmm. I bet she was also being groomed from a young age.
0: Valid point, valid point. You guys, new kids on the block heads. Oh yeah, totally.
1: I'm
2: more of a fan of our sad boys, although new kids on the block are a close second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys, do we want to talk about who is our sad boy of the week? I'm glad someone caught on to what I was
2: doing. Yes, with here. we
0: we should explain. We should explain that over time, watching Fuller House, there are a lot of. Sad people. That's one way <laughs> to put real it. sad boys. It's
1: just something you notice that like the enjoyment that we have watching these characters infinitely goes up the sadder they are. And this especially applies to the male characters for some reason.
0: We
2: love our sad
0: boys. Although there can be, there can be female sad boys. Of course. There are definitely female sad boys. We do
1: not discriminate.
2: Yeah, we don't discriminate. There are sad boys that exist of all genders.
0: We love our sad boys, we love our sad girls. And with this, it's time for us to introduce
2: our new segment. I don't know if it's really a new segment, this is the first episode, but our segment
0: that you're all sure to love. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Sad Boy of the Week. Yeah, who, who are our nominees for Sad Boy of the Week? I want to put forth, I know my heart is biased, I want to put forth my boy Fernando. Oh, yeah.
2: Fernando. I know, we're, well, we're biased. are also going to put
1: forth Steve. Yes,
0: Fernando and Steve are gonna
2: be two contenders. Two names you're gonna hear a lot in this segment.
0: <laughs> yes. They are yes. some sad are boys. Some
2: very, very uh, sad are there boys. any
1: other nominees? Um
0: I feel like Danny's a little sad. He's in this a little
1: episode. sad. He can be on the sad boy list. Does DJ count as a sad boy this episode? She is very
0: sad, but she's more in distress. DJ's very sad. Yeah. And yeah, we when we say sad, we usually mean True. pathetic. Yes. Yes. And I feel like
1: she's in distress here, but she knows what's going on. She's not delusional that everything is okay.
2: I mean, if we're going with the pathetic
0: route. Fernando bursts into a party to tell everybody how much he likes having sex (laughs) with his ex-wife.
2: Yes. And that's very sad. I think there's also one nominee we're forgetting here. Another sad boy, although this one is more to his detriment. I feel like Joey's a pretty sad boy.
1: He is a pretty sad boy. Joey's a sad boy. Mm. But he doesn't do anything too pathetic. He does make a baby cry. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. sad.
0: That's pretty sad. <laughs> but he's also pretty happy with happy about it, so my sympathies are not super with him.
2: He runs around a party with a woodchuck puppet, which he then uses to
1: emotionally scar a baby. Mm. I mean, I think, I think there's a legitimate case to be made for Joey. The first thing he does in the episode is do a Bullwinkle impression.
0: Yeah, okay, so let, let me lay it out. We have... Barges into a party to tell everybody he likes having sex with his Mm ex-wife. We have built his life around trying to get back together with his high school girlfriend. By raiding her fridge. Who had since remarried and started a family. (laughs) We have makes children cry with a woodchuck puppet and then takes that puppet around to a party. With people who have been putting up with that puppet for 30 years. (laughs) another
2: valid valid point that I think should be added as well. Of 30 years.
0: Yeah, it's a good point.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm starting to th- consider Joey. I think he might be the sad yeah. boy of the week.
0: Okay, so do we want to do a vote? Harrison? Do we want to do a vote? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, How mo- who's for Joey? Why are we doing a visual joke? <laughs> Harrison is for Joey. Okay, I am for Joey. <laughs> well, that's uh, why I said... Harrison, you
2: for Joey. <laughs> Harrison, raises his hand for the viewers who will not be seeing...
1: What we are looking like visually? Yes, right. I, I keep forgetting. We're okay. Do a we. Video
0: recording. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Steve.
2: Okay, so Mark's voting for Steve. Okay, Mark votes for Steve. Okay,
0: I I voted Steve. Fernando. I'm going with Fernando. We have a tie. Oh my gosh, we have a, a three-way tie way for our first episode. For the first episode of Side Okay, this of this goes. Oh my god. To a runoff. Oh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler, please. Please <laughs> tell us. Who, is Who the saddest Sad boy, boy there
2: are three is? Three of us. I never expected any ties. This is unprecedented. For the first, this is unprecedented. It's our first episode. <laughs> this is an exciting edition of Sad Boy of the Week. We're we're gonna wait on that. We can we can discuss a little bit more. I think there's definitely a case to be made for all three. I mean Fernando, yes. <laughs> well limited in his screen time for this episode. I think you know I may be biased in this. You know Fernando. We love him. He's our sad boy. We love him, Juan Pablo Pache, Please be on our podcast. And even in his limited screen time in this episode, I feel like he managed to make a huge impact. Like he's already having the most fun.
0: Yeah. That's very he's true. He's already having show. the most fun of anyone in the show. It's. Yeah. That's that's what's weird on the show. I feel like Ramona is the only character I could see on a better show. Steve might be the best actor. But Fernando <laughs> is having the most fun.
1: Yes, easily. Juan Pablo de Pache is... He seems to be having so much fun, you can't help right. but just want more Yeah, I
2: mean, there's definitely a case for all three to be Sad Boy of the Week, but there can only be one winner.
1: Well, okay. We, we have <laughs> our, we winner. our winner. Tyler has responded, and he says that... And he cites the Otter Pops, the Melting Otter Pops, as the final proof that steve is the sad boy uh, of the week
0: that's a that's a good choice steve raids dj's fridge and points out that he has to leave before the autoprop's melt right that's a that's yes. a
2: that's a good point that we forgot to mention thank you for bringing that up tyler
0: so thank you, you t- thank you tyler we have, our sad, we have boy our, our sad boy our sad king our sad steve boy of the
2: steve hale
0: Doctor steve, steve hale
2: dr steve hale congratulations to steve Congratulations. Congratulations. You're the saddest boy of this episode.
1: They they do a good job introducing his profession. His, his podiatry profession. They just straight up say it in the dialogue. Stick with podiatry, Steve. Stick with podiatry.
0: Steve likes feet. He's our sad boy. Steve
1: likes feet. There's a lot of
0: feet oh, in God, this Oh, God, there's episode. a lot of feet in this episode. <laughs> there's
2: a lot of feet. Did Dan Schneider work on this? Yo. <laughs> Did we mention that Kimmy's feet is the thing that manages to stop stephanie from doing her british accent she becomes americanized after seeing it might feet. be one of the first things. yeah we, we did mentioned. i've been
0: trying to keep us on track a little bit yeah i think we did mention that because because they're real stinky they're real stinky feet yeah
1: and it reminds her of trump or at least it reminds maps of
0: trump yeah they smell like trump i'm pretty
1: sure that might have been the p word that we can't
2: say because we don't want to get sued thanks feces incorporated <laughs>
0: I've seen this episode multiple times and every single time I remember it as being she sniffs like the baby's diaper <laughs> every single time. Which, by the way, this is a show with a baby yeah, in that it. And you're not going to use sense. the baby's diaper as the bad smell.
2: That would definitely make more sense. Right. Unfortunately, uh, they decided, you know what? We're going to bring Dan Schneider on for an episode and make a feet joke, which is just infinitely funnier. it's
1: just like why you didn't have to do that who knows what she's done with those feet
3: oh she knows what to do with those feet
1: Oh God.
2: Kimmy
3: knows what to do with her feet.
1: Kimmy Gibbler sex
3: goddess. Kimmy Gibbler sex goddess. She's, she knows what to do with her feet. She's very
2: talented with her feet. <laughs>
3: I've said it a bunch of times now. I'm I'm, starting to regret <laughs> the path I've went I on. I think
2: the voice really seals and it. And this voice. The, no, the voice it's, seals it for me. The, do the I have voice to do really the rest of the
3: show it. like this? And I do mean the entire podcast, not just this episode.
1: Oh, let's put it to a vote. Harrison, I vote yes. I, I 100% vote yes. Mark, you have to do the entire podcast. From start to finish as Grizzled Action oh, Man. Aw, <laughs> man.
3: oh jeez. Oh jeez, man. Have mercy. Anyway,
1: Grizzled Action Man.
3: Right? Remember Full House?
2: That should have just been the uh, description of the episode. It's just, hey, remember Full House? <laughs> and then no further explanation needed.
0: Because I do remember Full House.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I do I remember, do remember Full House.
2: Oh, Grizzled Action Man, we thought you left for a second.
3: Yeah, I, I had to step out for a second, Mark, filled in for that one line. We are two different people. <laughs> my, my name is Detective Frank Shatter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the name of that movie again? Um, bl- uh, gosh. Um, uh, it, it was Chuck something Norris. with hell in it. Yeah, oh, uh, it wasn't hell. hell was like, Hellbound?
0: Hellblazer. Hellbound. No, I
1: think it was Hellbound. No, not Hellblazer. That's Constantine. Yeah. Hellbound.
0: I yes. always get the, that wrong. The last Hellbound. Wait, Mark, film. you're back. Where did Shatter go? He had to step out again.
3: Oh, okay. Hey, it's me, you guys. <laughs> I'm Frank Shatter. I'm back. Portrayed by actor Chuck
1: Norris. <laughs> that movie is wonderful, by the way. Uh, that's our recommendation. Instead of Fuller House. Well, first watch Fuller House, but then I think watch kind of
2: weird. Hey, Shatter, can I talk to you for a sec?
3: Yeah, hey, here I am.
2: I think it's kind of weird. You know, it seems like you're always here when Mark isn't, and it's, like, the other way around. You know, when Mark's here, you're not. And it's kind of weird. Like, I've never seen you two in the same room at the same time.
3: What are you talking about? He's right here. Yeah, I'm right here.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, shit.
3: If we, were the, if we were the same person, we couldn't do that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we couldn't do that. We couldn't be talking back
3: back and forth so quickly. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's super right. It's becoming more of a Beatles. <laughs> My mistake. It's showtime. Anyway. Yeah, right? Okay, I we're not the same person. This is very We're very different people.
2: Harrison, I um, think we just stay quiet and let Mark and Shatter do the rest of the podcast on his is this end. Is this the entire, it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. me
3: now, it's just me? It's just Mark and Shatter doing I can fun. do it. It's only you, I'll, Frank I'll fucking Shatter. do Please it.
2: Please do. Please do. will do it. This makes my it. job a lot easier.
1: We just sit here listening to you talk about We're Fuller just House listening intently. Until you we are the listeners
3: now. Oh, well, actually, actually, we can't do that because Mark just left... Oh, where'd he go? Oh man. Bye Mark.
1: Bye, Frank. Mark, where'd you go?
2: Wait,
0: Shatter, where'd he go? So Fuller House. What do you think of Fuller House?
1: Do we have anything more to say, uh, about this episode of Fuller House? Because we've been talking for a while. Ultimately, I think this episode uh felt a lot like a clip show. Yeah. Uh, even though not a lot of clips were even shown.
0: Knowing that it's supposed to be both a finale and a pilot makes it make so much more sense. And Mm -hmm. honestly, in some ways, makes me like it a little more because at first I thought it was just a bad pilot.
2: It definitely is like an anomaly within the rest of Fuller House. It feels very different. Uh, And that's because they spend a lot more time focusing on characters who are not main characters of the show is said they were main characters of the less popular spin-off series that preceded it.
1: Yes, um I think the inconsistencies of the characters is something that just kind of happens with pilots. Oh yeah. Uh so that's easily forgivable.
0: When when I say bad pilot, I just kind of meant I don't think anything super interesting happens. It just right. kind of presents the characters.
1: Yeah, it, there's very little conflict, not much of a not much of a narrative really. It's just you know dj sad everyone is, but again knowing that it's
0: kind of both supposed to be a finale and a pilot like i actually think they probably accomplished their goal better than i thought they did yeah that's true that's fair yeah yeah Mm -hmm. knowing that i I don't think they did such a bad job
2: don't quote me on the finale and pilot bit Mm -hmm. because that's just something i remember hearing somewhere i don't think that was in the imdb uh trivia Uh, section yeah but It definitely explains a lot about this episode in particular.
1: It would, Mm -hmm. yeah. I can see if you reworked this, like if you reworked the script in an earlier draft or whatever, you could definitely see this episode as something more focused on, even more focused on the adult parents leaving the house and giving it over to the recently widowed daughter so she can have that new experience and then leave leaving with them with the adults like looking on their the new family the gibblers and the the fullers doing the flintstones thing being like yeah we we did this right we succeeded
0: yeah or i think maybe a good move if it's just intended to be a pilot is focusing more on dj and stephanie and the new characters focusing a little more on the kids Um, that's right but if they're trying to do both they actually didn't do such a bad job i find
1: myself saying
2: yeah, it definitely uh it definitely makes more sense if we think about it more so as a finale and a pilot as opposed to just a pilot.
0: So we don't know if that's true, but if it is, kudos. Good on the house. Yeah. And if it's not, well. we rescind our kudos. I give you a B.
1: Yeah. Is that a thing we're doing
0: now? No, nope, nope, I don't raise? like okay. it. I said it and I didn't like it. Okay.
1: Okay then. Let's uh <laughs>
0: It's a one-time thing, then. It's a (laughs) B. It's a B movie. Can you tell that I'm getting tired and running out of things? I just started buzzing.
1: So, for our final thoughts, what is the ultimate goal of this podcast? Because I believe that in the planning, we decided that our ultimate goal is to get Juan Pablo de Pache on this podcast with us.
0: Yes, you're right. That is the point of the podcast. No other podcast ends once he does come on the podcast.
1: So Juan Pablo Depache, if you're watching this podcast, please come on our show. We will
0: give you our podcast. Uh
1: if you like it. Please. And if you don't like it, then come on this podcast because then it will end It's a win win
2: situation. Like you either meet us or you get to end this podcast that you're not a fan of.
0: Either way, you come out on top, Juan Pablo. That's right. You know, really nothing says 2020 like three white guys talking about the whitest show ever.
1: <laughs> yes. I think we were watching this and we just kept saying, "Oh man, doesn't this remind us of Family Matters?" But white and
0: boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the new show Family or Matters. Um and on that, <laughs> note... <laughs> on that note, on that Juan note, Juan Pablo
1: DePache, please come on our podcast and have a good night have a good night we'll see you guys next time adios